Hi, welcome to Raw Nomadic Lens. Let's go. So in this new podcast, number four, I just want to, off the top of my head, give a quick shout out to my favorite raw podcasters, and that is, of course, Love Fruit, Ronnie Smith's podcast for the UK Fruit Festival. Love, love, love that. I was listening to more episodes today. And again, if you want to, I don't know, this is probably not going to sound very nice, but cut out the riffraff and really shorten your learning curve with Raw Vegan, then this is the place to go because these people that he interviews really, really know what they're doing. And they've, most of them have been at it quite a while. So, and I just think it's a beautiful podcast, just I think it's my all-time favorite. Wow. Okay, so also Bobby Burns in New York with uh, Raw City. Love that guy. And he really inspired me to uh, do a podcast in this style where I'm just uh, keeping it pretty casual. If you're looking for a super organized, professionally sounding, slick podcast, turn this off. This is not it. My podcast is like my food, uncooked, unprocessed, keeping it real. All right, so I just came back from a trip. And what's cool about this is that I wanted to see how well I could do sticking to raw on a trip because I have this trip and then I have our trip to Ireland in August. And then I am leaving August 30th for my sabbatical and just uh, really wanted to see, can I do it? I don't think I've ever stayed raw on a trip before. Um, And so I did something kind of crazy. I took my Vitamix with me and I actually didn't use it for smoothies. I only used it for dip. Uh, And some may say, okay, cashews aren't really raw. Okay, whatever. Uh, but I use raw cashews and dips. Um, I use Lissa Ramondi's or Melissa Maris's um, sour cream base dip for dill dip and onion dip. And oh my gosh, I had the most amazing dip at my cousin's house in Missouri, um, in Warsaw, Missouri. Um, we, I ran out of dill. I ran out of fresh dill and she didn't know if I'd be able to find some in town and she said I do have onions in my garden green onions and so I went down there and picked some it was incredible it was so good I feel like I got a little spoiled uh yeah with such fresh onions so I I made some more last night but not quite as good as her onions so shout out to my cousin Bonnie for that lovely treat I just had a fantastic time there really and you know what I really noticed was that because my focus was not on food my focus got to be on the people and that's what I really really want that's that's so what I want um yeah it just was food was just fuel so this is how I ate while I was traveling um I had food in the morning and kind of packed around when I get hungry again you know, have some fruit mid-morning, have some fruit for lunch, 
And then late afternoon, I would make a dip. Late afternoon, early evening, I'd make a dip and have a bunch of veggies. Um, mostly like cauliflower, carrots. I tried some the organic um, purple carrots and uh, yellow carrots. Those were okay. I wasn't really impressed with the taste. Um, there wasn't much of a taste to them. But um, carrots, I don't know. I'm just kind of ambivalent about them. They're more of a dip vehicle. <laughs> so I had, uh, yeah, cauliflower, broccoli, carrots, uh, celery, and, uh, and then I was pretty much good. I might have a little more fruit before bed, but I stuck to this when I came back because I love it. And actually the last two days I've been fasting, um, until that evening meal. So I know my calorie count is low, but I feel so good and I'm working on some pretty intense projects right now, liquidating my eBay inventory in time for to go on the sabbatical. So I love the clarity and focus that fasting, water fasting gives me throughout the day. And uh, I have plenty of energy and this is just what feels right right now. And again, you have to find your own path. Um, I've worked with fasting coaches. I've worked with raw coaches. Uh, Liz, Liz Ramondi I've worked with. Uh, a, um, uh, Victoria Everett. And um, as far as fasting coaches, I've worked with one. And that was Vicki Sharon. And she's fantastic. Love that woman. So finding my own way here still. And I have to also fess up to tea and honey. Tea's not really raw, but it really helps socially and it really really helps when you have a long distance to drive um the road tends to be keep in mind i was a chauffeur for 11 years so i put in a lot of time on the road so because i was driving upwards of 70 80 hours a week for years um don't recommend it uh Anyway, I love this Trader Joe's chai tea, and so I took a box of it with me, thinking, you know, I don't want to succumb to coffee. I definitely don't want to do that, um, but I might get sleepy on the road because it tends to be hypnotic for me. I slip into trance pretty easily, and I think that's part of that's being a writer, but um, also driving so much. Just, that's environmental hypnosis. Many of us succumb to that, and, and that's just, that's fine. Um, but because I had such a long way to drive, it was eight hour drive, eight hours plus really with stops, of course, um, there and then back. And, uh, it just worked like a charm, you know, it just woke me up again. We'd stop and I'd have a, make a tea. I'd take like a total nut job. I would take my own tea and my own honey from Quebec, from my friends, Danielle and Vero. And I would take, uh, honey from their bees which is has totally ruined honey for me all other honey so mm, delicious uh, because they live in the woods and so it's like wildflower honey but anyway I would take my own tea and my own honey into these gas stations and just use their hot water and their cups and they would charge me accordingly so I would just always apologize sorry I'm being a weirdo bringing my own stuff in but um, they everybody was cool with it and it just worked really well. Okay, 
I said, <laughs> when I'm finished with that jar from Danielle and Vero, I'm not going to do honey anymore. Honey is not vegan. Um, it's also, uh, Lissa opened my eyes to this, Melissa Maris, um, that it's not very kind to the feminine species. <laughs> um, honey, of course, harvesting uh, the queen bee um, being taken advantage of there. Um, with milk, the mother uh, cow is being taken advantage of, having her young taken from her. Um, chickens, you know, being forced to lay uh, far more than they're supposed to naturally and having their eggs taken and harvested and being forced to live in tiny cages and just, uh, you know, I hadn't really thought about that honestly since, uh, until I did a coaching session with, with Melissa Maris from Ralphie Romance. So it's something to think about. I'm still mulling it over. I mean, obviously she's right. Uh, but it's just like, again, back to that farm kid, early programming, uh, wow, like that was just our daily life. Like go down and get, you know, eggs. We're going to bake a cake, you know, um, you know, you can name him, but, uh, we're going to eat him that whole thing. So, and honey, I mean, oh my gosh, my dad was a beekeeper. Of course we ate honey, honey on biscuits, honey on all kinds of things. Um, yeah. So just, I'm just saying I, see that she has made a completely valid point that was so foreign to me on some levels. Um, so yes, I do want to give up honey. Um, and I said, after I finished that jar, I would, but we weren't home yet. (laughs) So I bought some Missouri honey at an antique store, um, like fresh local Missouri honey. And I said, when this is done, my cousins were really laughing at me. Um, when this is done, and my friend Rita, my, my road trip buddy, this is done, I'm going to stop with the honey. So I only have a little bit left, but I ran out of tea and I didn't buy another box. So I think we're good. I I may just use that as um, an ace up my sleeve when I travel, uh, you know, I'm driving long distances and getting sleepy. Um, of course, the logical thing to do, especially when I'm by myself and not like holding anybody else up, is to stop and sleep. So I'm going to try to remember that. Uh, I did have one non-raw thing, and I do chalk that up to being super tired in the last leg, the last stretch there. Um, you know, we got in at like three in the morning, and um, probably about one in the morning, we stopped at this the most enormous rest stop I've ever, truck stop I've ever been to, uh, called Wally's on, I believe we were on highway 70 still. And we were curious and we went in and it was just ridiculously huge. And you just kind of wandered around and off for a while. Plus we were really punchy, uh, being so tired from the drive and it being so late. So, um, I saw Tejin corn there which is not raw. Of course, it's going to be roasted, probably at least baked. Um, I love tagine, but 
yeah, that wasn't raw. And it was not a great experience. It was way too salty. And the corn like stuck to my teeth and I hate that. Like I hate that even with like um, dehydrated corn pizza crusts and tortillas and stuff. I just, ugh. and of course, uh, you know, the corn is not, uh, not a good choice with GMOs and all of that. So note to self, uh, otherwise I've been raw since I launched the podcast and, uh, you know, not striving for complete perfection here. I'm gonna probably make mistakes here and there. That's, that's me. That's been my journey. So, but doing much, much, much better than, um, than, uh, my slip ups in the past. That's for sure. So that's really all I have to say as far as, um, raw and the trip goes, I guess I just, I'm thrilled that I did so well and that the focus was on the people. Um, shout out to my cousins, Kimberly and Carla, um, down in, uh, let's see what was their town called. I was in Warsaw up North. We went to a beautiful watercolor exhibit in Springfield and then in between Bolivar was the name of their town. And so I have great cousins. We all grew up in Iowa together. They showed me around their towns and we're, oh, I have to say, this is what made the biggest difference. Not the Vitamix, not tea, not, it was them being so cool with the way I was eating. Like they didn't make an issue of it at all. Nobody asked me if I got enough protein. Nobody, nobody worried about it at all. They just let me eat the way I wanted to eat. Um, both times we went out for Mexican, uh, with my cousins in Boulevard and with my cousins in Warsaw. And I, we, we just did Mexican because for me, okay, yes, it's not ideal. I could tell uh, one or the other places had, uh, the guac was not, it was probably from a, from a can, but you know what? Like, God, you got to live your life. People, your families are going to want to go out to eat. Um, and right now that's, I want to be able to do that. I want to be able to, if, if my travel buddy Rita is hungry, like, yeah, let's grab a bite. Um, I try to always be a color armed and dangerous and try to always have fruit on me so that I'm not like finding myself in a tight spot. Cause that's happened way too much in the past where I wasn't armed and dangerous. I had nothing on me and then you get way too hungry because you've waited too long and then you're really in a tight spot and you just want to eat whatever. So I had fruit with me all the time, uh, during this like four day trip and my cousins were totally great. No one thought anything of the way I was eating or if they did, they certainly didn't say anything. They were totally cool. And we went out for Mexican twice. So I had, I just ordered greens and guac and salsa. And sometimes the salsa is going to be from a can. Sometimes the guac is going to be from a can. You know what? <laughs> you got to live your life and you've got to learn how to handle social situations and not be a total weirdo. 
unless you're on that level and hey, more power to you. But I am not. I, I still want to be able to go out to eat with my friends and family. So that's just me. Um, but yeah, I just, the, the amount of gratitude I have towards everyone for just making it a non-issue, it's just through the roof. It, it, it makes such a difference for me. Um, when other people are worried about me and what I'm eating and am I eating enough and all that, it's stressful for me. I don't want to cause upset. I don't want to put anyone, put anyone out. I don't want to, to make anyone uncomfortable. Um, and maybe I just need to get over that. Maybe that's just that disease to please. And, um, uh, I need to just m- move on from that. But, um, I'm a very sensitive person. I'm a highly sensitive person and, uh, very empathetic and, I like everyone to be comfortable and having a good time. So if my food is upsetting someone else or has them worried, eh, that stresses me out. So kind of a kook that way, I guess, but whatever. And we, uh, we got to be in lots of nature over the weekend, and that was nice too. Uh, got some good exercise, walking around and seeing sights. We went to caverns. And we, uh, like I said, we went to an incredible watercolor exhibit that just blew my mind. There were pieces there. I just didn't know you could do that with watercolor. They really looked like photographs. I mean, to the degree that, you know, days later, I'm still looking at those pictures in awe. The human mind, it just blows me away. That, um, that people can look at an image and recreate that with watercolor to the degree that it looks like an actual photograph. Just, wow. Kudos. So, this was my trial run trip being raw. I know that's weird. It's weird to think that after all these years at it, you figure since 20, 2006, was when I really started going raw. Like between 2000 and 2006, I had the recipe books and things and I would make a recipe here and there, but I wasn't actually going raw until 2006 when I was like, oh, this is a lifestyle, like people live this way. So from 2006 until now, I had never been able to do a fully like raw trip. And even then, you know, like I said, I had the I had the tagine corn and I had tea with honey. So I still have plenty of room for improvement. Um, but gosh, it was, it was easy, really. And I'm really thinking about taking my Vitamix to Europe. When we go to Ireland and Denmark, I just think it's such a nice comfort to know, like, if I want to, I can make a killer dip or dressing for, you know, something really satisfying and creamy for that evening meal. Um, it's so important. I feel like the rest of the time I can easily enough, you know, eat fruit and vegetables and and um, keep things really simple. But I like just having the options. So. 
that might be a little wild to take my Vitamix to Ireland, but I'm really thinking about it. Um, and I just, I, I, I love that I got in the habit on this trip of going to grocery stores. Um, I think really only twice, but just, gosh, that's so huge forming those habits of grocery shopping instead of grabbing what was convenient or bending the rules like I always have. So this, in my book, this was a huge success for me. Uh, with my track record, this was, I knocked it out of the park. <laughs> so my next practice is Ireland and Denmark, and um, that's going to be a much longer trip. So I think that's 12 days. And then, and then I'm off on the 30th to do this on my own. And I can't even tell you how excited I am about this. Like, I just feel that the sabbatical is going to pack so much personal growth for me. And then I think about the fact that I'll be raw and it just like supercharges it. I know I've said that before, but it's just beyond exciting for me. I would really like to do some interviews on the road um, and I'm kind of compiling a list of places that I can stop along the way, uh, like the Creative Health Institute in Atlanta and Hippocrates and um, just different places along the way. I would love to hit True North and Santa Rosa California and I don't know dare I put this out there yes of course put it out there put it out in the universe I would love to visit Ruth Heydrich in Hawaii right now I'm reading um, an early copy of her new book on on autoimmune diseases stemming from breast implants and silicone and and saline as well um, you know, the saline implants also use, you know, obviously the container for the saline is not good. And I, you know, have friends that I worked with over the years that I think about and I wonder where they are now and if they're suffering with this. And she has shed an incredible light on this subject and I definitely want to help her get it out there. So when this book comes out, um, you'll definitely want to pick up a, a copy of Ruth Heydrich's new book because it's phenomenal what I've read so far and I absolutely adore her. Ruth is the big test for me. I, I strive to make a conscious effort not to put people on pedestals because I did that for so long and it's such a tough lesson over and over again to, you know, be reminded like, oh, we're all just human. We all make mistakes. Raw foodists make plenty of mistakes, just like everyone else. Um, incredible athletes make mistakes. We all make mistakes. We're human beings. We are flawed. And that's part of the beauty of us. But Ruth, <laughs> she keeps slipping back out upon that pedestal. I've got to stop that. I know she's a human being just like the rest of us, but she's close to, very close to a thousand medals for races and having done, I can never remember if it's six or seven Ironman. Healed herself from breast cancer, 
uh, over 40 years ago now. She's been cancer-free all this time, uh, from, from vegan to raw vegan. Uh, and she just keeps going like, wow. I mean, this is the senior I want to be. Like, I want to be, of course, my own version. But wow, she's really set the bar high. And it's just so inspiring. So if you haven't looked her up yet, wow, you're in for a real treat because um, she's just a super neat person. And you've probably seen her in Forks Forks Over Knives, uh, the eating DVDs. Um, She's been in a number of documentaries. So, And her talks, I used to run to her talks on YouTube. Um, Ruth doesn't have like a ton of material out there. I'm always trying to get her to put everything she has on audiobook. Uh, but she's too busy for that because she's walking the walk. She's training and she's also writing books. So you got to give her credit for that. She's um, doing what's right for her. And I love that. So again, very inspiring. And uh, yeah, I would love to see her in Hawaii before I head back uh, for my sabbaticals. So, um, but also seeing a lot of friends and family along the way and writing and it should be a lot of fun so until next time thank you so much for listening my one listener out there i love you (laughs) and i'll connect with you soon